What's up guys? Welcome to episode two of season one. Season one is centered all about grace and I wanted to take this season and these first couple episodes to tell you guys about my story and my matriculation through my collegiate career and to tell you guys how I got to where I am today. As well as that, I wanted to share a few of the life lessons that I learned. A lot of them were minuscule, but in the same way that with a hundred piece puzzle, you need every piece put together perfectly to show the bigger picture. And so I want to give you guys the little puzzle pieces of my life to show you guys how I got to being Miss A&T and how I got in so many rooms and so many spaces I would have never thought I would have been in. So let's kick it off. So in the previous episode, I talked about, you know, a little bit about why I made my decision um, to go to a as well as why I decided um, to attend an HBCU. And so I want to start off from after I made my decisions. After I make my decision, um, you know, right before freshman year, over between April and August, you have your open house. Um, if you're an honors student, you have the honors orientation. And if you have, um, you'll attend like a regular orientation for everybody to attend. And so beginning with that open house, is after I was, um, I got my acceptance letter, I went to the open house and my, my mom came with me. And, you know, they were just talking about, hey, you know, we just want to give a tour about A&T, but we do have some specific things for students who have already been um, accepted into the university. So I'm at this open house and Jordan Green is, um, you know, presenting it to us and reading to us. And I was like, wow, like he seems so cool. And it was so cool to meet Jordan later on in my freshman year. But I was like, yo, that's really dope. So after that, um, my mom and I, we just go home and, um, it comes time for me to go to my orientation and both of my parents you know they always try to be so involved in my life like my mom even like she'll tell me nowadays like you know I tried to walk you into kindergarten but you were like no mommy I got it like I've always been independent and so I was like no they were like you know Kimberly can we come to your orientation with you and I was like nah shawty you can't come I'm a big girl now like I this is college you know I'm a big girl I'm the first child of my parents and I'm the first grandchild on both sides so like I'm the first one to do it like I'm independent I'm grown like no one's ever done this before but me so like no like I'm good shorty so my mom was like okay Brie you know like let me know when you get there be safe and I was like all right girl I pull up to my orientation and at that time I had already known my roommate so I found my roommate um on Twitter and I was just like, you know, we would text every now and then. And um, I was like, I'm not sure if they're gonna let us stay together. Cause I had friends who had went to, went to the previous orientations before I did. And they were like, you know, they didn't let me and my roommates stay together. Um, so I was like, you know what? If we come at the same time and say, you know, hey, we're roommates, we just wanted to stay with each other. It's not, I mean, the worst thing they can tell us is no. So we pull up at the same time to Barbie and we were like, hey, you know, we just wanted to stay together. They were like, yeah, sure, you guys go on. They gave us our keys. We get upstairs to our rooms. And that's that was the day I decided I can't stand Barbie. Barbie is too small. Now, I will say for the people who are interested in coming to A&T as well as that for, you know, people who have already been accepted to the university, Barbie is the perfect place to gain friends. 
Barbie is one of those places where you're in a suite. So there are two, four, six, seven other people in your suite other than you. So eight people in total because two people per room. There are seven other people that you have to share a bathroom with, like you have to share life with, like you're going to have your door open every now and then you're going to see them. And if you're a social person, you're going to click with those girls. You're going to get to know those girls. And in Barbie, Barbie is also a co-ed dorm. So there are boy suites beside girl suites and you're going to mix and mingle. And instead of having only one other friend, when you just have a roommate, when you stay in Morrow or Morrison or Haley or um, Holland, staying in Barbie, you get so many friends off rip. Like you get a whole friend group. And I think that that was something that I really wanted. I really wanted a friend group, but I only got a couple friends. And the type of social person I am, I bounce from friend group to friend group. So it's like, it didn't bother me, but like seeing my friends having, you know, large friend groups and and even campaigning later my freshman year and seeing so many large friend groups coming out of people who stayed in Barbie I was like that's that's the beauty of staying in Barbie um but anyway I just knew Barbie wasn't for me so I was like yeah okay you know like we're comfortable you know me and my roommate we're settling in we're making our bed and I'm like oh my gosh like you know what outfits do you want to wear she's telling me what outfits she's gonna wear for like the different things we got So it came time for our first session. So we go to our first session and I came into A&T as a PR student, as a public relations student. And I came in partially because I love social media and I knew one day that I wanted to work for a a large company and be over the social media because social media is easy. You know, marketing just comes easy to me or it comes naturally for me. And so I was like, you know what? That'd be an easy job. You know, it's on the rise. I can make mad money doing that. So I chose PR as well as that. Some of you, all my Aggies know Miss Wiggins. So Gail Wiggins is my cousin. Um, And growing up, like Gail was just always this beacon of light. Like Gail always loved to give me hugs and kisses. Gail is my favorite cousin growing up, like not gonna cap. I have a lot of favorite cousins, but Gail was my favorite. And um, I was like, you know, I get to be around Gail all the time. Like I get to go in her office all the time, yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, that'd be perfect to have her teach me the things that she's already began teaching me at when I was growing up. So came in PR and at orientation, um, they have a section off in our little group. So by our majors. And um, so I was sitting with people who are journalism and mass communications. And when I tell y'all they were the funniest people I had ever met in my life. Like, I don't even know if some of them still go to a and I think I know a few of them do. And I'm still friends with a few of them today. But they had me rolling the entire time and I was just like oh my god like they're gonna get us in trouble but like they're so funny I don't even care and just making fun of like we watched the tea video now the tea video if you go to auntie you know what I'm talking about they were like yo like why is he trying to feed her this tea like he needs to stop and though it's a very serious topic if someone does not want tea i.e if someone does not want sex don't give it to them that's the whole premise of the video um and so we were like yeah like that just makes sense don't give somebody the tea and they were cracking jokes about it um but yeah so after that um they call and they're like separating us and they were like you know if you need to take the math placement test you know here you are like you guys can go ahead and so i wanted to take the math placement test because i took ap statistics in um high school and i just wasn't gonna take another math class if i didn't have to and i was trying to place out of it if i could so before they take us to the math placement test they take us to lunch 
And so at lunch, you know, I didn't know anybody who was at lunch. And so I just sat down at the table with these random girls and these two girls I met, Shadima, my friend Chichi, and I met my friend Dorje, who I called DJ. And these girls are still my friends to this day. Like they were some, they're still the sweetest girls I've ever met. They're my ride or dies. Like I always call them when I need something. They always call me when they need something. And they've always been there for me, been nothing but the most supportive women in my life. And I met them at our math placement test. So after we take our test and, you know, we're leaving together and we're like, hey, you know, like you guys want to go to the, um, the skit and the social later together and they're like sure we'll go together so we're on our way to the skit and hbcu life skits are to show the freshmen just that just exaggerated examples of things that may or may not happen to them within their freshman year or just their tenure in or just their collegiate experience and so I'm at this skit and it was the funniest thing ever. And I was like, yo, like, I want to do that one day. Like, I want to, you know, portray the story of, you know, HBCU, HBCU student to freshman. Da, 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 da. I want to be ASL one day. I don't know when, but I want to be ASL one day. And so after that, we go to the social. Now, coming from a predominantly white high school where, you know, a lot of things are restricted at socials. I was thinking, you know, we're just going to have, you know, a fruit punch, you know, a couple finger foods here and there. I was sadly mistaken. Our social was literally a big party. It was a great party. It was a celebration of like, you know, oh my God, like y'all, y'all got in, y'all are going to come to A&T. Like it was like, let's get lit. And so, excuse me, there were no, like, there was no alcohol for parents listening. There was no alcohol there. I, I will assure you of that. But this was just like a, you know, a welcoming party to A&T. And I was not expecting it to be like that at all. Like if you went to, I believe I went to orientation three. If you went to orientation three, you know that joint was lit. So we got to the social and then I drove. So I had to move my car. So um, I had one of the leaders, you know, ride with me to Barbie um, to show me how to get there. So I get to Barbie and um, stay the night, you know, and the next day we just, um, register for our classes and we go about our merry way so then once I finally get to A&T I told you guys previously I'm a very independent woman so when I was younger my church would help the A&T student move, students move in and so I already knew the football players basketball players like the men of the campus are supposed to help the women move in well this day I moved in it was literally me and my dad carrying everything I had up to the fourth floor, I mean, the third floor of Morrow Hall. And it wasn't like I could just, you know, park the car outside of the dormitory, bring everything up. First of all, Morrow Hall does not have an elevator. So we had to carry everything up three flights of stairs, me and my father. Now I was very athletic, so it didn't bother me that much, but there were people sitting on carts and it was just like, no one was helping. But I say all that to say it made me a strong woman and now I can move in and out of an apartment with ease by myself. So we move in and, you know, my parents are trying to take in the moment. And one of the main lessons I learned from moving day was as a freshman, let your parents have that moment. And I'm about to start crying because that was like a special day for me. Um, that day, like my mom and I didn't really have the best relationship before I came to college. 
and my mom was just trying to help so bad like you know unpack my room because this is a big moment for her like her first baby girl is going off to college Huey. <laughs> her first baby girl is going off to college like this is a big moment and you know she wanted to help my grandmother wanted to help and like i've just always been independent and i didn't let my mom help and i was like you know so such a stickler on you know having my room set up the main lesson i learned here just let your parents help and when they leave move it how you want it <laughs> like everything does not have to be perfect in that moment right then and there because when you move into college when you move into college it's your first moment of true like independency and your parents are like yo like my baby is gone like my baby's moving on and you know they're becoming an adult just let your let your parents have that moment you know it's about you yes however your parents will never get that moment back you'll never be able to be like you know go back in time and still be young and allow for your parents to help you and my parents still help me to this day don't get me wrong but thinking back on it i shouldn't have been as independent as i wanted to be and parents if you're listening to this for, you know future reference I think that the best thing you can do for your child when you're dropping your kid off to their dorm room oh my god is leaving an envelope for your child to read later just telling your child how proud you are of them both of my parents sent me texts and you know iPhones they didn't got no storage so I deleted the text because you know it's it's been it was three and a half years ago now and i wish i still had those texts so parents if you're listening to this leave your kid a note (laughs) yeah moving day was such an emotional it's an emotional day for everybody everybody in the family you know have them help you girl just let them help you sis to gather my life so I can record the rest of this episode. <laughs> um but yeah so after that honey my um older sister Kayla came and she came with my best friend Maya and they were like you know they were in Greensboro my, my best friend Maya was about to leave so they came and they took me like to get a last a couple last minute things um you know I wanted to print out some pictures and go to Walmart and get some stuff and so my sister like gave me like the best send off. Like it was like such a fun day. And you know, then my, my roommate Mar- my roommate Carmen came in and she put all her stuff in. We're just talking, chit chatting, you know, playing out, okay, when are we gonna go to the calf? What are we gonna do today? It's our first day of freedom, blah, blah, blah. So we're just planning, you know, and I had told myself when I first got to college, I was like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing a nerve. Nair, not near nothing when I get here. I just want to be a freshman. I want to chill. Because in high school, I was very involved. I played two to three sports every year. My senior year, I didn't play any sports, but I took on music and I was writing music all the time, writing poems all the time, like preparing because I wanted to drop an EP by the end of my freshman year. Like I was that into music. And um, 
I was like, okay, Carmen, like, let's write out our goals. Let's do this. Let's do that. And um, as soon as I think it was maybe like the week of maybe a week later after welcome week, like welcome week is to welcome the freshmen to the campus. So there was manhunt. I honestly, I'm not going to cap y'all. I have never played manhunt. It just didn't sound intriguing to me. However, my roommates and I would literally stay out on campus just talking to random people till like two, three o'clock in the morning. It was like, yo, like that's so dope. Like, you know, freshmen have all the energy in the world anyway. Excuse me. So we're talking to people, you know, we're just mixing, mingling, meeting so many new people. I have never met so many new people. I'm from little towns in North Carolina, like meeting people from Maryland, the DMV, hearing their accents and Baltimore's accents, hearing, I've heard New York accents my entire life. My family's from New York. Hearing New York accents, hearing everybody just talk, people from St. Louis, people from Kansas, people from Arkansas, like I almost said Arkansas, (laughs) people from Arkansas, like just meeting so many dope black people from different places in the United States. And so, after that, you know, we hear about, you know, election season. And then my RA was Miss Junior at the time, Jada Williams. And I was just so enamored by Jada. First of all, I was like, oh my God, she is so beautiful. Like growing up where I grew up, I never really saw anyone who was like really dark skinned for real. Like a lot of the girls that I went to school with were light brown, light skin, or I honestly don't think, I maybe went to school with like a couple brown skinned women, but they weren't dark skinned. And Jada was just the most beautiful woman like I have ever met, I've ever seen in my life. I was so enamored. I was like, oh my God, like she's so beautiful. And like Jada's hair, if you know Jada, Jada always had her hair like pressed. Jada was always looking bomb. And I was like, oh my God, like she is so gorgeous. I immediately looked up to her. And so I remember Jada was always also in ASLs. I was like, oh my God, like I want to be like her. And I realized that was the start of me just picking so many beautiful qualities from so many dope black women at A&T, putting them together and making it me. So I began like, you know, hanging out with Jada. Like I sat down one time and just getting to know her. And back then, like I was really quiet. Like I would just sit down somewhere and just take in the room. And like, once I'm ready to open up, I open up. And so I would always ask Jada, like, can I just sit with you on your RA shape? She was like, yeah, girl. So Jada and I became really close. And Jada Jada being Miss Junior, she introduced me to Cortina, who was the junior class president at that time. And then I also met Kamaria, who was her friend, who was Miss Sophomore previously. So I'm like, oh my God, like these girls are SGA. This is real dope. And so with freshman elections coming up, I ran for freshman class vice president. And I was like, you know what? Like, actually, I think I'm gonna actually do a little bit. I'm gonna just do a little bit here and there, not too much. So I was a part, I campaigned and they were like, you know, Brie, you need a dorm storm. You need to actually talk to people. You can't rely on social media, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I'm not talking to nobody. I don't do people like I was an extreme introvert. Like I did not want to talk to nobody. I was shy. Uh Uh-uh, no. Dorm storming just sounded like hell. So then I didn't win freshman class VP. And I was like, you know, like that made me sad. And I had a boyfriend at the time and I was just calling him and I was like, you know, like I'm kind of sad, but you know, I'm still gonna apply for this appointed position. He was like, you know, go ahead. I believe in you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, thanks. And so um, 
couple weeks after that, um, my boyfriend and I actually broke up and that joint broke my little heart. And um, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to live my life. You know, I'm going to, you know, still focus on the things that I want to do. And I'm just going to make the most out of my collegiate experience. So after that, I applied for the appointed position to become the historian. And I had actually ran for senior class historian my, my senior year of high school. And um, I didn't win. And I was so like distraught because literally everybody told me they voted for me. But it was just a lot of discrepancies with that anyway. I'm not going to get into it. But if you meet me in person and ask me about it, I will tell you all the tea. But for right now, I don't know if anybody is, you know, I don't want to tell that story. And so moving on, I get the appointed historian position and basically a historian of a class. You just make the class flyers. And I was like, eh, you know, I've never really made a flyer, but, you know, I can try. So I'm making all these flyers. And I was like, yo, like, this is actually really dope. Like, I can make flyers. This is pretty cool. So after that, um, I had saw the interest meeting for the Miss Omega Sci-Fi pageant. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so dope. Like, my uncle's a part of Omega Sci-Fi. Like, you know, that'd be really dope if I was just, you know, like um a queen just like Jada and like you know I'm producing service for them that's such a dope that's a, such a such a dope thing to do and I was like that'd be so cool you know like they're my big brothers anyway like I got to meet a few of them through my uncle like you know that's so let me do that so I was like eh, you know I've never done a pageant before but let me just let me just try so I go through with that and um I'm selected to be one of the girls to participate in the pageant and that year the pageant theme was like BET and so the person that they gave me was Janaiko because they were like Brie like her her voice is so soft and sweet and um, I played my guitar for my interview and um, that was my talent you know my guitar and I play I would play my guitar sing and that was my talent and um, they were like, yo, like, that's so dope. And then they found out who my uncle was. And they was like, yo, like, that's so dope. Like, you know, we love your uncle, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's my uncle. Uh, riding his wave. And um, I was selected. And they just, they really became my big brothers. Like, they really looked out for me my freshman year. And that's how I met Derek. And um, Derek ended up being my Mr. A&T when I was Miss Sophomore. So I... I am thinking like, you know, like this is going to be a cool process. You know, I may or may not win. If I don't win, I'm not going to be too upset, you know, because there are some girls and they really take freshmen to be in the pageant. So I was like, you know, it's not that big of a deal if I don't win because I'm up against sophomores, juniors and seniors at this point. So um, during the process, like we have to learn dances. And one of the dances, like you had to be pretty sexy in the dance. And me, if you know me. I'm a goofball like I don't I don't know I just don't give off like sexy vibes I I feel like I don't if I do it's not I don't know but anyway so I call my friend and I, I was actually that's how I met my best friend Jillian and so Jillian was a junior at the time and I was like Jillian like I don't know how to dance I don't know how to be sexy can you please help me and she was like yeah girl like you can't think about it like you can't think about it's Brie doing it you have to find like some other person and pretend you're her for a moment and I was like okay all right and so like I was around like um previous golden delights like you know just women who were just so like good at you know <laughs> dancing sexually not like saying you know we're 
whatever. Anyway, so I call my mom and I'm like, mommy, like, I can't dance like them. Like, I can't be goofy. I'm, I'm goofy. Like, I can't do it. And my mom is a dancer. And she's like, Brianna Nicole, if you don't find your Sasha Fierce and quit talking to me. And I was like, okay, mommy. So I did the best I could as a freshman and like, you know, breaking out of my shell. And, you know, it was a great experience for me, like, to break out of my shell and, you know, find out who I am. So after that, the pageant day comes and I participate in the pageant and I was the first one to go. My contestant, I was contestant number one. So I was the smallest. And I was just like, why do I have to go first? Like, I'm so scared. I'm a freshman. I don't know what I'm doing. And we never got to practice in Harrison. So like when it came to like question and answer, like I thought I was supposed to stay. I was told, okay, Brie, walk here, stand here. You're going to pick from a bowl. And no one brought a bowl to me. So I'm confused on what I'm supposed to do. And it was just, (laughs) it was a lot for my little freshman mind. And um, so needless to say, I didn't win. Um, And when I didn't win, um, I was kind of sad. I was crying because I was like, dang, like, you know, like some of them came up, same up, some of the um, men of Omega Sci-Fi came up to me later and they're like, Brie, you know, we thought you were going to win. Like, I don't know what happened. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what happened either. And then that just made me cry because I was like, dang, like, you know, I'm just not successful. Like, you know, I just took a huge L, like, you know, a lot of the school was at this pageant, you know, like, da 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 da. And I didn't win. Like, you know, that really broke my heart and or not it didn't break my heart it made me sad and so um i went back to my dorm with all my things and um jada saw me and as soon as i saw jada like i really started crying and that was the moment where jada told me like brie there are so many big things for you to do here at a t you don't see it right now but i need for you to realize that this is not going to be the pinnacle of your um just the best of the things that you're gonna do while here at ANT. Like this is not end all be all for you. You're gonna do such great things. And so I was like, okay, Jada, you know, you're right. And she was like, wipe your tears. Ain't nobody got time to, you know, you can't let people see you cry. You can't let people see you down bad. So I was like, oh my gosh, like you're right. Like da 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 da. So then moving forward, um, I was talking to a couple of people and they were like, Brie, like, would you ever run for, you know, uh miss sophomore role court position and i was like child no that ain't must be and so um i don't know why i had to change a heart but i felt like god changed my heart and put it on my heart to run for miss sophomore and so i talked to jada a little bit about it i still have the notebook where i have my plans from you know when i wanted to run for miss sophomore like you know the billboard i wanted not the billboard but the picture board i wanted to have so people could take pictures with me um my uh platform all that stuff So I'm going to make an episode later about campaign season and how to best prepare for campaign season. But for right now, for this little episode, I do want to say when you are preparing for campaign season, make it you. Make your platform you. Make the change that you want to make. Make it because you want to make that change. I made my platform service with heart when I ran for Miss Sophomore because I serve with my heart, one. I want to serve because I have the passion for kids, because I love kids. I love the next generation. I love being able to instill different things in kids. And because kids are funny and they be pouring into you, like they be pouring into you more than you pour into them sometimes. As well as that, I chose HEART because HEART was an acronym. And HEART stood for serving with hope, 
encouragement, accountability, reliability, and transparency. Serving with hope, like giving hope to the community that things will get better, that, you know, we're going to pour into one another. We're going to use the resources that we have to, you know, help you in the place that you are now. Serving with encouragement, encouraging, you know, the next generation to be like, yo, like, you want to be an astronaut? You can be an astronaut. I can't wait to tell my daughters, like, Auntie Diamond is an astronaut. You can be an astronaut. You can be a vice president. You can be whatever you want to be. Um, serving with accountability, knowing the things that we get and being like, yo, like, I messed up here, but I want for you to know that you don't have to mess up here because I messed up here. I can tell you how to fix it and how to move and how to not mess up in this life. Serving with reliability, making sure that we're serving. And when we do serve that, you know, we're being reliable. We can, you know, these kids, when we serve with kids more specifically, they know, okay, Miss Bree is going to come on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And if Miss Bree isn't here on Thursday, oh my goodness, like what the heck happened? And sometimes that does a number to children because it's like they've seen you consistently on a consistent basis and then you just don't come and you don't let them know what happened and sometimes that causes some kids to shut down because you're the one consistent person in their life and when they don't have that consistent person in their life anymore they're like oh well no one's ever going to be consistent and they're going to close off and it'll be a whole rigmarole so serving with reliability showing these these kids that we're going to show up for them and that way that when we show up for them they're going to show up for the next generation and serving with transparency, just being transparent and, you know, open and um, telling, you know, showing the kids, you know, hey, this happened to me, you know, and I know it's something similar has happened to you, but I want for you to know that it's going to be okay. And so that was a sneak peek into my life. But, you know, I'm going to continue this episode in a part two. So stay tuned because we're going to go back to how I decided to run for Miss Sophomore.